right, and welcome to our second podcast. Uh, this is Happy House Families. I'm Morgan. And I'm Sandy. And today our podcast is getting ready for school. So a lot of kids are already in the process of starting school this week. And everyone will be in school for sure within the next three or four weeks, I think, right? Yes, that's true. The Private time and public come. school. Oh my gosh, it sure has. And I've noticed, for example, with my clients that there are there's a substantial level of, I would say, anxiety with some of my clients and nerves and just concern that they're going to get their kids off to the right start for school. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something that's alive and well with what I'm seeing on a daily basis right now. And you're getting ready to start school, Morgan. Yes. I mean, at, as a teacher, I have some insider information on some tips and strategies to help set up your child for success uh, getting ready for school. Um, so some things that I really would like to talk about are uh, for this upcoming school year, I really think we should all make it a goal to work as a team. So parent and teacher should work as a unit. I have noticed in the past few years that sometimes it turns into parent versus teacher and we need to step away from that. Uh, Speaking as a teacher, it is much more effective for your child if we work together. So that means that if you have concerns, you should you should approach the teacher in a respectable way, whether that be via email, talking to him or her before or after school, uh, because they definitely do want to help. And then also during parent-teacher conference and all of that sort of all of those meeting times, uh, what the teacher is saying, they're not trying to necessarily attack your child, that you guys should approach it together. I've always noticed that works best is that when uh, the parent and I talk about what works at home, what doesn't work, and we kind of set up a reward system that I know can carry over into the house uh, so that there's consistency across the board because consistency is really key in helping your child succeed. And I like that. One of the things I've been talking with my clients is that I've been telling them to get clarity with the teachers. Mm-hmm. So instead of assumptions, to actually have the direct conversation So for example, I have some of my clients, they have specific goals that they want for their child and they have not presented it to the teacher. And sometimes they are assuming the teacher is aware of these goals and unless communication happen, it's an assumption. So I've been very proactive with my clients about like when you start school, if there are certain goals that for sure you want your teacher to know, please make sure that you tell them. And one of the things I've suggested is to ask their teacher directly, what is the best way for me to reach you? Is it email? Is it before school? Is it in person? Because every teacher, everybody mm-hmm. operates differently. Some people are email people. Some people are like, talk to me face to face. So part of the clarity is you can just ask, what is the best way for me to communicate with you during this school year? So how does that sound to you as yes, a teacher? Yes, I, I usually send home a parent survey in the beginning of the year, and I let them know what I like and what they like and what times work for both of us. Uh, maybe not all teachers are doing that. So the, it, this is the perfect time of year to just kind of, in the beginning, parents tend to be around the school more. Um, and so this is a great time to just kind of, shoot them a quick note and just ask what's the best way for them to con to contact you um and we also have some other tips just where uh 
what would be best for your kid just moving forward into this brand new year. Some of the tips that we have are uh, sleeping well. I know personally that I need to go to bed early so that I am functioning the next day and I can be the best teacher for your students, for your kids. Um, and Sandy, what else do you think? Since you work at the home a lot, what are other some other strategies that parents could use? Well, some other strategies is one of the things I like to do is to have you know, parents think about, write down what your ideal school year would look like for your child. So get a vision of that. What does that look like to you? So get really clear on that. So you can just sit down and just write, this school year, I envision my child, and just go for it. Like, what do you want to see for your child? And just write it down so you have like a goal and inspiration that you can hang your hat on. And some of the practical things is making sure that your child goes to sleep early, because I know during the summer, like some of the kids I work with, like for example, today I worked with a third grader, and she told me that she went to bed at 11 o'clock last night. That's later than me. So she was a little bit tired for our session, and so I definitely had to talk to her mom about like, well, school's starting for her in 14 days, so let's start sleeping earlier. Because it's hard to all of a sudden say, okay, summer's done, tomorrow you go to school, so now you have to go to bed at 9. That's a hard change, so work on the sleep pattern. Have your child sleeping earlier before school starts. Um, and I'm a big advocate for eating healthy food. Um, I've noticed that some of the kids, when I work with them, for example, if they're eating like a bagel and juice, that gives them a sugar high and then mm -hmm. a sugar crash and if you do that consistently it it mimics the symptoms of ADD and if you do have a child with ADD it just makes it harder for them to focus so I like to say if you can have your child drink water that would be great or non-processed foods that would be great instead of like sugared cereal in the morning or cupcakes mm -hmm. <laughs> like let's have a healthy balanced breakfast before they go to school so that they are available to learn the biggest goal is to make sure that your child is available for school for learning and socialization yes I definitely agree with that uh, a balanced breakfast is always helpful in the morning um, I don't know certain schools they do provide breakfast um, Next is we're going to talk about maybe some things that you can do after school. So we know that your kids get homework and uh, so what we want to do is set them up for success. And so what I think a good idea is to have a home routine. And so what that looks like is every, every day, uh, you kind of are doing more or less the same thing. I know that sometimes there's soccer practice, sometimes there's dance, sometimes it's not Sometimes all... there's a dentist appointment. Yes. yes, we understand that there has to be some flexibility within the schedule. Uh, but one thing that I think is very important, before you start homework, the kid, your kid needs some movement, needs a little break. And so that could either be playing outside, that could be maybe in uh, your apartment building that you have a video game where there's uh, like a dance component to it. Um, it could be watching YouTube. Uh, we both love Brain Gym. Brain um, Gym is awesome. So if you're not familiar with it, go onto YouTube and type Brain Gym for Kids. Mm -hmm. And basically what it does, it gets the two hemispheres of the brain talking to each other and it just wakes you up. I, I don't know if you know this, Morgan, but once upon a time, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for a while. Like I would say maybe eight years ago, I was working with a little boy 
in second grade, and he's he was a little he's a little boy who has Down syndrome, and I was doing brain gym with him whenever I would pull him out of class, and the teacher noticed that he would always come back more alert, and he was like, what are you doing to get him to be at this level of openness? So I told him brain gym, and he actually started having his entire class do brain gym before they had any exams. And it doesn't have to be long. Some of them are five minutes long. Some of them are 30 minutes long. So let's start your child up for success. So start with the five minute one. Yeah, actually in the UK, they use it. It's kind of a mandated thing across public schools where they use it before they do testing. So this has been this has been tested in a bunch of different environments. Uh, I ha have an occupational therapist that will work in my classroom and she is a huge advocate of brain gym and she'll do it with my whole class too. And it is really, it is really great because it, calms kids down it focuses them it connects the left and right brain and so they're uh it's easier for them to do work plus we always want our kids to be moving around some more and getting their energy out that totally makes sense and i'm going to share a quick story about how i discovered brain gym so once upon a time i was running social skills group and there was a little boy in the group who um, was diagnosed with autism and he had a hard time with inferences and cracking jokes and one day he cracked a joke. So I went into the waiting room and I asked his mother what happened and she said it was doing brain gym every day for 15 minutes and she said that she started to notice that he was picking up inferences, he was starting to understand humor, like there was a huge shift without medication, just doing brain gym. Oh wow. Yeah, and she said that she would do with him every single day and she would tell him that it was their dance time Cute. so she would play their favorite music and she would do it with him and she said the benefit for her was that she ended up having more energy during the day so that's how i discovered brain gym so I think it's awesome. So if you want to do it with your child, you too can also like have yes, more energy. Yes, I was just right? going to say that. Sandy, that's a great idea is that sometimes kids really just need a little bit of you time. We'll talk about that in later podcasts. But this is something that just for five minutes, it's free. It's on YouTube. You guys can do it together. You can get a little sweaty too. And so it's a great way for you to bond with your child uh, before they need to do their homework. And I think that if you know, after you do it, after a while you'll notice that you both have more energy and it's just a fun thing for the for your family to do that's true and I actually do it with some of my clients mm -hmm. like even I'm working with a 16 year old boy right now and he and I actually do it before we start our session and it's been amazing it's been also really good and bonding for us too so yes brain gym is awesome all right next uh, what we want to talk about is um, a supply list. So a lot of teachers give you a supply list. Uh, please, please, <laughs> just give whatever the teacher wants on the supply list. It would be really great if you could just give that and set your kid up for success in the classroom. Um, I know that I spend a lot of money out of my own wallet to get things, and so it's just is really helpful when the teacher, when parents can help as well. Um, and then we want to get back to setting up a good home routine and we also want to emphasize with your home routine to be flexible you want to be structured but not rigid um and so we just want to make sure that when your kid gets home from school that there's kind of 
these bullet points that you're hitting every day. One of them should definitely be movement. Another is doing their homework, sitting down, having a quiet space to do so. I know that that's not always easy, but if you could just even set up a little area in the corner of the living room where you can kind of section it off. I understand that space isn't always available depending on where you are living, but it is very important to just kind of have stimulus control over that um, as best as you can. Um, also, just trying to eat well-balanced meals. Trying to eat at the same time every day is also great. I understand that that's not always going to happen, but if there could just be consistency and routine and structure are key. Yes, because then your child will understand what's expected of them when and it becomes a habit. And once we get these habits ingrained, it just makes life easier. So it takes about, I've read, like between 30 to 60 days for a new behavior to become a habit. And also another key thing is to praise your child when they mm. are doing the right thing, even if it's a high five, good job, I'm so proud of you. So we always want to make sure that we are acknowledging your child for all the behaviors that they're doing correctly. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure that you do that. It can be, as, like I said, as easy as a high five, great job, a hug just so that they're, they know they're on the right track. So I think that's all our advice right now yes. for today. Yes, um, and please feel free to check out our website. That's happyhousefamilies.com. And if you have any questions or comments or something that you would like us to talk about in the future, please email us at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. That's happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Okay, bye everyone. Bye.